Another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm the sidekick, Chris. And I'm Swizz. And uh, thank you for joining us for the Sydney Swans team analysis podcast, everyone. Very relevant for standard, very relevant for draft, very relevant if you are taking key poll and position in Sydney. Um, Sydney. <laughs> Today, brought to you by the Balvini. Balvenie? Balvenie. I don't even I know don't how to say it. Know, but Caribbean cask, 14 years. We're on the, on the neat today, lads. So, you know, we thought, you know, why not start kick things off with a little bit of... To, uh, uh, to Patrick Henney. <laughs> to who? Isaac Henney. Patrick Henney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Isaac Henney's brother. Oh, okay. Maybe. <laughs> well, it does smell. It does smell quite nice, actually. <sighs> it's um, Caribbean cask. It's amazing. Mm. Swiss, you can't see this, mate, but I'll tell you what. It's amazing. Mate, mate. When you I, come up. Mine, mine's a lot better than yours. This fucking mojito, which was infused for five hours nice yesterday. It's spicy on the yeah. tongue. Yeah, it's nice. Mm. Stings the nostrils. Um, all right, let's have a look and have a look at the fixture as well. Obviously, they play the Giants twice a year because everyone likes two free wins. And <laughs> um, <laughs> well, For the Giants or? <laughs> uh, for the Swans, mate. $1.80 favourites in the first one now. They actually don't have a very easy start to the year. They play Giants, first of all, Geelong, the Dogs, and then it opens right up. North Melbourne, Eagles, Hawks, oh, the Lions. Oh, that's three bottom, four bottom four Sun- things in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and then, not only that, then the Suns, Essendon are probably quite leak, leaky as well. Um, no, Sydney Essendon, mate, that is always game of the fucking year. And there's always yeah, something controversial always, yeah. that well, happens only- in that game. Only when Rowan kicks a goal after the siren. Um, or jumping on friggin' posts or, oh. mate, it, there's always something going on in that game. There is. Carlton, Richmond, and then it gets harder again. So I don't mind them too much. When you kind of take out those first sort of, you know, Giants is pretty competitive generally anyway, that rivalry. Take out those first three games and then, yeah, North, Eagles, Hawks, Lions, Suns, Essendon, Carlton, Richmond. Uh, I think there's definitely some points to be had there for Sydney. And if they play like they did last year, they could come out of that with some good wins. Yeah, what happened there last year? They came out, what, they were 5-0 and and uh, absolutely surprised a whole bunch of teams. And then they dropped off the cliff. And you'd have to say that their energy level when they started was just right through the roof because they had a lot of youth. And it's hard to maintain that over a course of time. So, Well, you know what they say, the youth, the youth, the youth is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but they do have a lot of good youth coming through. I mean, Errol Golden, obviously, at the start of last year, was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, Chad Warner was really good through most of the year. If he could learn to kick, he'd be a decent super coach player. Um, you still got a, a great back line there, and that's obviously coming through. We'll see if uh, Paddy McCartan can add to that this year. Um, and then you've got, because he's obviously been you know, touted to be playing behind the ball as opposed to in front of the ball. Intercepting, yeah. You've got Lance Franklin up the front. You've got a big, big dog in uh, Isaac Heaney that can, depending on where he plays. I mean, they do have a team that can rustle some feathers, I can say that. But where do we where do we see them this year, guys? Like in the in the picture of the 18, like whereabouts are they? I'll let you go first, mm. Wiz. I think they're around the eight. Oh, and that's where I kind yeah. of feel they are. Seven, seven to ten maybe. They're like in that push, right? They're yeah, in that push. It. 
right? There's going to be one team out of that push that makes that eight. Sometimes, or, well, sometimes they make the eight like St Kilda and then they fall away. <laughs> or Melbourne made the eight and then they fell away because they... St Kilda are nowhere near. St <laughs> Kilda are closer to the bottom than the others. <laughs> well, it's when they think they're all that and the next minute they get a reality check that you aren't a finalist team anymore. Um, my, yeah, and, well, and my reasoning for that, mate, is I don't think they have the firepower to challenge some of the bigger teams. Very reliant still on Buddy and Sam Reid at the moment while Logan McDonald... You know, develops. I do love Logan McDonald, though. I'll yeah, me too. And I do, and I think he's going to be an exceptional player. But at the moment, um, you know, if you're relying on Buddy, who's been an absolute champion, let's not get that wrong, and Sam Reid, who, when he plays, is a fantastic player. But, you know, how many games are they likely to get through? Uh, and, and I just don't see them kicking enough six. scores to be competitive. Yeah. To be, you know, top four. I mean, they have a top-tier midfield. They really do. I mean, outside of the... Rucks, who have never really been consistent, you know, you still got Callum Mills, Luke Parker, Josh Kennedy. You got like guys like Errol Golden coming through. Unfortunately, Pappas is gone six weeks, four to six weeks. Um, but then they've got, they've got some youth coming through. Chad Warner was really fantastic in his role last year. Now he's been developing very, very well in the preseason, and rumor has it still mad as a ball at anything. Obviously, contestable is his strength. What he needs to work on, and if he does it this year to be fantastic, is exiting with the ball and how to dispose of it properly. So whether he becomes the Patrick Cripps, which is handball to someone else who can kick, or starts to yeah actually yeah, take his crisp. time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Bomb, bomb, bomb it long. long to a contest, I'm okay with that as well. Going long. Um, you got guys like Ollie Florent that are coming really into the, the, the years that they should start developing. Uh, Robottom, these guys, they've been in the system, they've played enough games now, can they put it all together? I do. Th- I like. I like Sydney this year. Oh, I think they're a great I team to watch. Um, just going back on Sam Reed. Um, I actually thought his nickname. I, th- I thought everyone called him Mister Reed, but apparently they just said it was. Uh, I'm a liar, liar. I was like, Mister Reed, Mister Reed. Whatever takes the focus off your head. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I like big jokes. <laughs> What's up, your cholesterol, fatty dead man walking? <laughs> I'd have got him 10. <laughs> Seriously, one of the best movies of all time. And if you haven't so seen good. it, all right, let's do yourself a favor. Start off with the premiums because I know that we're all on the Lloyd train, the Seagull. Some people think it's a bit contentious. That the lock. Um, George from YouTube oh. knows not a fucking thing about Supercoach. <laughs> Says he's going under 100 boys. Um, I don't How? Oh, yeah, anyway. Who's the freaking prick that was arguing with me today? Yep, someone's no. saying uh, he's getting no. tagged. Um, Under 100. Playing GWS, so he's getting tagged first week. And he, he does it every year. Uh, uh, they, they play GWS every year, right? Yeah, yeah. Twice. Oh, I <laughs> think it's more now DeBoer's not playing midfield, so now he's playing sometimes more accountable as a defender. Anyway, let's go. See, well, Zane, Zane, Zane thinks he it, more ball's going to go through Lizard. Then, um, nah. now I could I could live with you if you're going to say Braden Campbell, but they're yeah, not putting no. the ball through Blake and Floyd. That's just I, not happening. I agree with you, and I also think Braden Campbell will pl- now, be a permanent fixture this year, so that is a concern. Zane but. might just be looking at things on a different scale <laughs> uh, for the lizard. I see what you did there. <laughs> that was highbrow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, we'll get uh, oh, shout out to Zane. This guy, James. No, I love Zane, by the way. You're listening out there, James. Awesome. No, Lloyd is definitely a lock in that back one, buddy. 
He plays every game, basically. Yeah. The seagull will seagull. Um, Dawson. Me, there's no, there's and, and no the, two ways about the, it. He will find the fucking ball. His argument is Sydney have some tougher games than last year. Great, because it means he's got more opportunity to seagull. This is true. This is true. Because when the ball gets kicked in the, the behind posts, who is going to have the ball in his pretty little hands waiting next to that behind post? That is called Jake Lloyd. But not only that, his floor's really good as well. He plays games. Dawson, yeah, there was some um, concern that Dawson would take some points off him, and Dawson did have a good year, played some midfield and obviously a lot of defensive side. But Lloyd still did what Lloyd did, and now Dawson's not there. I think it still has to go to him. Now, Lizard might get a little bit of a shake, but um, when he's climbing that tree, boys, if everything starts to get a bit hairy, uh, straight away, Lloyd is your backup. Here's the composed pressure under there, especially in those first few games or three games that they're playing or four games. They're a little bit harder. Bang, it's going to be Lloyd. They, they play separate roles anyway. I mean, don't yep. get me wrong. Lizard has his strengths, and he's actually decent at his disposal, which yep. is great. But he's a run and carry guy. I agree, and you have to crawl before you can walk. The old lizard. <laughs> <laughs> the old lizard. But, you know, Lloyd will sit back there, and he'll distribute the ball with mark and kick and not necessarily run and carry. He's not necessarily a run and carry. Mate, have you seen Lizard with his head up? He runs. <laughs> oh, I can't help myself. Um, but so yeah, obviously Dawson gone, I think does help. Like uh, not that he was necessarily playing that role towards the end of the season anyway, but if you look at the end of the season averages from, uh, Lloyd, he was averaging one fourteen point seven the last six. So by Dawson moving up to the wing and slash on ball slash further up the ground, wherever he was playing, that did have a positive influence on Jake Lloyd last year. Now you could argue that, you know, Braden Campbell wasn't playing as many games and he's, they weren't really relying on him last year and he could obviously influence that moving forward. And obviously we all know the huge talk about Braden Campbell's foot and his ability to kick the ball. So that could have an impact. But I, I can't see... Here's the thing. I can't see for, top, top, uh, for total points, I can't see Jake Lloyd being out of the top three for defenders. And so yes, you're paying 586k for him. But is there anyone else that has the games played history, the scoring history, the reliability of someone like a Jake Lloyd? I, I just in defence, I just I just can't see it. And we don't have what we had last year too, with the Mills playing midfield. We're like, oh, there's a defender playing a lot of midfield. This year, it's a lot of the forwards playing midfield. Whereas last year we had you know Mills, and it's like wonderful. You had the uh, people looking at Ridley as a breakout. Oh, Stuart. <laughs> Fucking I've heard a couple of people saying I've got a decision between Lloyd and Crisp. So uh, I don't think that's a decision. I don't think there's a decision there anyway. I'd just pick both anyway, as it is. I, I have, and especially now that um, who was the other one that? First of all, obviously Dawson hasn't played a preseason game, and there's no no half and Achilles soreness. No guarantee that he'll even play round, um, one. A round one, let alone any of the preseason games. So, do you really want to be picking someone like a Dawson going into that? Um, and who went down? A few weeks ago that we all had in our sides. Um, oh, Aaron Hall. So there's no Aaron oh, Hall. Don't, don't lug me <laughs> in with we all we had all him in our sides. I had him anyone in our the North Melbourne podcast. Anyone had a brain. That was a joke. <laughs> anyone who had a brain. Now, obviously, that, that does bring up um, Jack Zebel, but I wouldn't be starting Jack Zebel at his price. So Tom, um, Tommy Stewart, mate. Throw yeah, him in the argument. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Tommy Stewart's in the I argument for top three I, for sure. I've got no problem if you're debating, you're wanting two of them, and you're going Lloyd, Crisp, Stewart, and you went with Stewart and Crisp, but I still think Lloyd's going to be top three. So you're going to want him, and he's not going to drop too much value. Yeah. I, I think um, Stewart's super under... Uh, like he, he must be 
definitely lower percentage wise than the other two. Um, and not a lot of reason why, to be completely honest. Like Stewart himself, I think is a fantastic pick. Was eighteen percent of sides. Yep. Yeah. So Lloyd, low for a guy who, who did what he did last year. And Chris, yeah. Chris was 30. thirty. Yeah. So there's the other argument for Jack Lloyd. For you want to be one of the people that doesn't own Jake Lloyd when that many people own him? <laughs> More okay. people own Ridley than Stewart. Yeah, and that's that's super surprising. Um, can we I, just go back that's really real weird. quickly? You're talking about Dawson obviously pushed up on the ball average really well on the back six, but you you know how it did actually influence Lloyd is when Dawson pushed up, that was actually we call it a, a positive correlation between Lloyd also went and increased his average. He in his last six games as well, he averaged one fourteen point seven, which was his biggest output for the year when Dawson actually shifted and pushed exactly up the right. ball. So yeah. there is that's, re- that's the link. There's a reason for that because then Lloyd's the one taking the kickouts. Yeah, absolutely. And do you see anyone really taking the kick? Like the Seagulls is going to just relinquish that ball? Really? Really? The Lizard's going to come back and start taking kickouts? No. I've seen Lloyd if, run if so If he hard. does, he's kicking straight to Lloyd. Lloyd like runs <laughs> Lloyd runs so hard. He could be 50 metres out and he oh, sees that ball go through defence and he's just... I love that. I love that about Jake. Jake Lloyd could be on the half, half forward flank. And if he be sees like, a behind coming, he's sprinting It'd be back. like that Sesame Street meme or whatever. He's like... <laughs> Seriously, Who, who's oh. the bigger who's the biggest seagull in the league, boys? Lloyd Hall or Lockie Hunter? Hunter. Oh, oh, no, Hunter's always that. Oh, oh, although the, Hall's coming not, into contention lately, so I, that's. A, I think from our purposes, it was great seeing that Hunter year where he was the, actually the biggest seagull I've ever seen in my life. And and like, for the no people even, who might have not followed me on so Twitter short. for a while. I put up a photo about two or three years ago. The boys will remember this. Um, everybody knows late in games, the seagulls then come onto the ground and find a little pop in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and Lockie do. Hunter was actually sitting outside those seagulls. <laughs> he seagulled the seagulls? <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, um, my God. There, there were some games that year with Lockie Hunter. I would just look up and be like, who the fuck is all this guy? How is he just on his own? He's just, there's just no one there. I don't get it. Anyway, and he's just been sitting there the entire quarter. Let's digress, oh. boys. Um, moving on to premiums. Um, oh, by the way, I love Hulky Hunter. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. <laughs> a great um, guy. Except for when he gave us a zero stars, the bastard. Hey, one year he, he made me top 1,000 in Supercoach because I picked him as a mid-pricer in the midfield. Write that down. There you go. Hey, that's real this year, mate. Um... Callum Mills, 612,000, um, recovered from his Achilles injuries, but they're being cautious and they are still optimistic he'll play round one, but I believe he's racing the clock. Uh, mm-hmm. Overpriced in draft leagues. Everyone's literally, because of that slight injury, and that's the funny thing. People think with draft leagues, oh, don't start them if they're not playing round one. And then literally, I think, uh, Swizz, I think you'll agree with this, but I picked up like Toby Green, he's injured. I got him extremely late. Anyone else, Duncan, who's injured at the moment. So no one touches him and they go... You know, anywhere from three to five rounds later sometimes. And I'm like, wonderful. He can sit on my pine for a week. And then all of a sudden I have a hundred averaging midfielder or defender coming into my team. Mills is sliding. And yeah. I've seen him around like round four or five yeah. even. Grimmer was uh, spitting chips the other day in that draft I was in because I picked Mills up at pick 44. So oh, that's Nobody's fucking touching him, which pick. was amazing. That's good value. Yeah. Good gear. Well, I mean, you know, Ollie Wine's a better pick. We went through that. In the <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, look, I really, I, I like Mills um, a lot as a footballer, especially in the midfield. But um, yeah, I can't see, obviously, anyone starting with him in a standard sense, but definitely draft relevant. Uh, Speaking- pick, pick him up appropriately is what I'd say. Don't jump on him. 
but pick him up appropriately. Yes, draft responsibly is what we're saying. Well, um, Isaiah, no, he, like how he, we're could be, he could be the one where we're having the discussion around the buys because he's in that middle buy. Yeah. Um, yep. So, yeah, I think that's one. Just park for now. And let's go oh, revisit him. Parked for now. Luke, Luke Segway. Yes. Luke Parker. Segway. Luke Parker Luke averaged 122.7 on the last seven. That's what you're looking for after the buys. The Park, the Parkinson's. Parkinson's? That's horrible. Parker. Um, okay. look, look at that correlation though. Look at Luke Parker's seven games, 122. Who, did, who only played three games? Callum Mills. Mills. That is the thing. That's so the JPK curse. We yeah. know we know how good Luke Parker is, but because he's also an adequate forward, unfortunately he has that Heaney syndrome where he doesn't get the time in the midfield that he needs oh, to score really well. There's the Chris I've been waiting for. Someone that actually picks up some insight, looks at something, and actually gives some genuine feedback. I, it's because I, I welcome back. Can you just Welcome shut back, the Chris. fuck up for two seconds? He literally, correlation, I was like, that makes sense. Mills was out, three games. Look at he's come up with something useful, I, ladies and gentlemen. I really like Luke Parker. So I, do I. I keep a close eye on him because I've always, he's always, first of all, great, great play to watch. But he's always around upgrade season. You're like looking at Luke Parker and going, man, I could really do with some Luke Parker right about now. Um, and he goes, he does go on runs. Now, one thing that Luke Parker does, he has these purple patches that just go huge. So you might only be like 100, 105, 100, 108, and then bang, 130 for three, four rounds. Like he just goes Chris, insane. when you talk about Parker, you get so wet. I think I'm going to need a Parker. <laughs> <laughs> it's spreading. It's, but um, Swizz, uh, that's how he plays, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. You, you want to be on him at the right time. And yeah. that was the sort of player we are talking about last year where um, people are like, oh, that guy's not going to be top 10. And we're like, well, come the last six, seven, eight weeks, no, he doesn't need to be top 10 overall. He just needs to be top, top five 10. Yeah, for exactly. that, yeah. you know, that seven weeks. And that's what Luke Parker does. And he's a like a super coach finals expert. It went, here's the thing that you've got to also take in consideration. Sydney are going to be fighting for those last few spots in the finals, right? So they're going to want their best midfield on the park in the crunch time. So I can see someone like Parker being really great in the run home where they go, okay, we're yeah, we're seven and seven and six or we're six and seven or whatever, and we need to win our games, we need to change things up. Bang, Parker comes into the midfield. Patrick Cripps. Dude, you think they're gonna be close <laughs> to the finals? That's fucking well, hilarious. Yeah, and, that and is to, hilarious. They could be. And to add to that, from after we talked about those hard games where they've got in the middle where they play Mate, Melbourne yeah. and Port. But after that occasion where I think um, around that buy time, but about a couple of weeks after their buy, um, I think they've got the – so they play the Bulldogs game, then it's free or away. But then it opens up and they go Adelaide, GWS, North Melbourne, Collingwood, St. Kilda on the run home. So yeah. that's one come Supercoach finals if you've got that's a trade. A run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Soft. Um, boys, we need to move on because one of the most important things that we have to talk about is – Isaac Heaney's a forward. He's 454,000. This one alone could take a little while because he is heavily owned, uh, talented guy who we've been waiting on forever. And each year they keep saying he's going to be playing midfield time, boys. He's playing midfield time. This year, full preseason, playing mid in 2022. Not only that, the I was at the general manager came out saying he's playing midfield. Everyone came out saying mid, playing midfield. On the weekend, what do you play? 60%? Yeah. He, midfield? The CBAs were fucking shocking. I, and I just... It's just the same thing every year. I, I just I just can't do it anymore. I'm actually looking for a reason to not start Isaac Heaney again. And this is just, I don't I feel like I've been cheated, not just by my wife, 
but by my fucking Isaac Heaney. Oh, 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 <laughs> shout out to your ex. Wow. Here's a shout out to my ex. I'll go with the Heaney. So a friend of the show, Chris Bond, asked me before, um, I'm not buying into the hot, well, said to me, I'm not buying into the Heaney hype this year. And that for the sort of the balance between his forward and midfield time and coming out today with Papley's injury, four to six weeks, oh, I think worse. he's the first one that goes forward. That and we already saw on the weekend, as you said, sixty percent. I, I think it could be that forty sixty more yep. now, even with Mills out. But I think Mills probably comes back sort of that round two three. They've still got JBK and Parker, um, yep. the, and the young fellows that can still run through there, and they can give that game time. So I think Heaney's the one that probably plays a little bit more forward now with Paps out. I agree with you. And then we also can go. Okay, so what happens when Franklin gets injured? Because that's going to happen as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like he is the guy that they go. We need a goal. Who do we throw forward? Oh, wait. We've got Heaney out there. Like, it's going to happen. And don't get me wrong. He does score okay as a forward. But is he going to be that forward at 450K that is going to be 105 average? Not even close. Maybe he hits 100. Maybe. Even Ben Even Ben Reed. He's that injury prone that they have to have someone Reedy on the sidelines. (laughs) Sam Reed, you mean? Yeah. Uh, What did I say? Ben Reed? Shout out to Draculas. Shout out to Draculas. (laughs) I I ran into Ben Reed at Draculas like a month ago. I was crazy. I was like... Uh, you know how I noticed, I don't know if anyone's been to Dracula's before, but they uh, they film everyone coming on these ghost trains. And at the midway section, they have all the, the, the ghost train videos coming around when they get scared. And I was like, literally like Ben Reed comes up and I'm like, that's Ben Reed. <laughs> I stared at the screen. And um, yeah, I think he knew that someone screamed out, that's Ben Reed. Boys, I know this isn't relevant, but <laughs> check these bad boys out. So as you can't see shit, so you're just going to have to nod. Yeah, um, the magician. Not only that, I'm like, Did well, he give them to you? Are they socks? They're socks and they're, they're signed. They're signed, Chris. They signed socks? Did he give them to you like with the jersey or is this? I went and got the jersey signed and I was like, I saw Dane Zorko's socks. And I was like, well, you know, it's kind of like... Um, uh, Step Brothers. It's like, oh, who's who's this sword signed by? Jack Steemol. So it's like, well, you're not going to knock it. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to knock it at sign. So I was like, well, hey, Zorko has socks. It has his face on it. Hey, can you come and sign my socks too, mate? <laughs> you double down. I respect that. You didn't buy him a coffee, but you doubled down on socks. Yeah. So now I'm going to get these framed and put it on the roof. Um, see how that goes. Stop your leaks from the Brisbane floods. I like it. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, boys. Moving on. So Heaney, keep on going though. Yeah, Dra- I can go going standard early. and draft. I'm seeing him going really high. I still have Henny on my side at this point in time. I'm waiting what, to see what is this the weekend. Av- Boys, let's get it. Let's get an average mark. What are, you, what well, are we thinking? Let, let, I'll, I'll just bring this up first because he's gone in those years, uh, 2017 and 18. He went 97, 97. Then he's gone 94, 94. And then last year he shit the bed with the 83. But there was a couple injury affected games. There was. Yeah. The other thing is only 2019 is the only year he's played the 22 games. Yeah, he always seems to miss two, three games every. Like game. every other forward that's available right now, though. That's to be right. honest, yeah. I think um, he goes a hundred, boys. The last seven rounds, he averaged ninety nine point four. I think he can hit a hundred if he's getting no. the midfield time. I think he goes a hundred. I think his ceiling's I, good I, enough. I, no, I don't see it at all. Ninety nineties cap. Have you have you seen how good he was at the back end of last year though? Like no. his actual scores, he went big. Think, if I was, if Mate, I, I, I could look at ninety nine forward right now, I would. Uh, Look, at 450K, 99 might be enough, right? And It might. But I don't see that at all. I see it 90, and then I see other guys like Fife being available as a forward or Danger being available as a forward and being like, do I really want this guy averaging 90 in my fucking team at the end? That's honestly what I see. Um, 
I if if Degoe didn't bust his ribs, I would 100% rather have Degoe. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um so where do I sit with him? He's really on the outer right now and I just cannot see myself committing to him if there was any other available option anywhere near his price point. Um Dusty Martin is becoming more appealing with 550k more. He is. If I could find 50k and look I can find 50k cuz I can drop drop uh Josh Ward, but I mean Dusty's just always oh, Dusty's the guy that's going to be available under 500k. There is this no good for. Is there any good forward options? No, um, Chris, you need might need to go back and listen to the Richmond podcast for the thoughts on Dusty, mate. <laughs> nah, I, I would have to actually listen to your advice. How dare do you? Ever. Chris is good on giving opinions, not taking yeah. them. So thank you. Um, thank you. you know, do, oh no, that, that was that I was am? just a meme yeah, was from your ex-wife, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I did see him. <laughs> No, Heaney's not in my side, not in yours, Chris. Uh, he is right now, but I'm looking Ooh. for a way to get him out. Yeah, no, I took him out and put Chris back in and I moved, moved shaped uh, my structure a little bit again. I just, I just can't bring myself to bring that out George Hewitt because I think he's going to go nuts. Yeah. Who, Georgie Hewitt? Yeah, yeah no, he's gone nuts. He's gone yeah, nuts. Either Hewitt or Crisp. Uh, but I think, yeah, that's why I put him back in. But I wouldn't mind George Hewitt too. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually yeah. don't don't mind the Dusty shake, but I just, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Dusty, My other option, mate, Dusty's is, playing midfield this year. Get on the, get on. Well, it's 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 if he is, if he, no, he is, will be, mate. He played. That's the first game preseason game I can remember where he played the entire midfield. Yeah, Who's, like, cool. Cool. Let's see it in like the another next two. Well, we will, mate, because I'm he's got the next soldier. two. That's one game. Isn't there, isn't there another because two you're not going to listen to the podcast, mate. Oh. <laughs> he, um, mate, he's he not going to be flying back games. and forward to New Zealand this year. Well, that's also true. Yeah. He thinks there's two Amy games. <laughs> isn't there? No. There's one, mate. There's one. One and done. That's one why they played. The, that's why they played the trial games. There's like yeah. a bit of extra practice, mate. And I gave my KO to you. Yes. To Actually, watch I've been talking about that. We've got to split the KO moving forward if you want it. I got fucked up. Anyway, I don't moving need on to players. <laughs> talk about this later. I don't need it no more. I got fucked up. That, that cheating ex wife has cancelled my KO, so I need to oh, like find someone to split my did KO. Did she see that I logged in? No, no, no. I logged in on a different TV. All oh, right. Oh. Is there any other premiums you want to talk about, or do you want to just get onto the draft relevancy? Um, I think it's just... Oh, Dylan Stevens is the only other standard relevance. 167,000 has caught the eye of his teammates even more fit, and he was pretty much known and renowned for being fit, drafted like a uh, gaff type, was more of an outside player, which isn't great for scoring. However, he has been split between the wing and the midfield, working on his contested ball to complement the outside. I'm waiting to see it aesthetically. He's not in my team, but he's kind of on the fringe... Similar to you know, like your wards and stuff like that. I think Ward wasn't impressive, but I think Stevens could actually be there. Except there's a lot of depth in Sydney, which concerns me. Chris, I see you waiting. I'm just not even fucking interested. He would have to fucking explode in the preseason for me to be even interested. Could not ever win a contestable to save his life as a junior, let alone as in the AFL. Let him play against senior bodies and prove it to me when he's scoring power. I, I cannot endorse. Dylan Stevens at 167k as a better option than the fucking 15 other midfielders that we've got that are potential for round one. Who are these 15? I'll give you a list if you want. Yes. There's Go. 15 better than Dylan Stevens. Go right now. <laughs> <laughs> Off the top of my... I mean, look. Uh, I can do it. Uh, All right. Uh, okay, so can we just maybe say... Maybe he's like eight. Can we say it's like similar eight. to, like, was it James H? 
Is that, is that his first name? H? Yeah, in terms of I was in drafted outside player, comes to the AFL nah, but and if you can't win a if you can't win a contested ball. Similar, but at least he had senior like experience. Yeah, but same same premise. Same premise though, is that if you are a contested ball winner at juniors, then you can at least come and sort of learn to try and get on the outside. Trying to learn the contested nature, it's hard. And if you're an outside player, it's hard because once the ball gets out on the outside in AFL, usually their closing speed's good, they jam up, and then literally you might even have to get a contested ball to you know, make the most of it. So it's They've just got better players that could play that position that are better users by foot. Like, I don't know. I just don't... There's just... I don't see how he fits into that Sydney best 22 yeah. at all. Or he'll let be all fringe. Let alone and when he plays, if he's going to score any well. Like, I just don't see it. Yeah, like, and prove me wrong. I'm happy to be proved in this situation. I'm happy to be proved wrong because I actually don't think that he would be a terrible pick in standard. I just don't. I just can't see it. Like there's just nothing. And sub vest written all over. Could oh, be. Oh, it's just there's just fucking red flags all over the shop. Man, speak red flags. Hey, Sydney. Um, what do you think, Swiss? Dylan Stevens. No thanks. Yep. Yep. I mean, if I'm going to spend 167k on a midfielder. I think there's three easy choice, uh, four easy choices above. Really, mm-hmm. first of first of all, Dacos I think is probably at this stage the best two hundred, yep. yeah, you know, about you know four hundred forty k more. I know. Uh, obviously, Horn Francis looks absolutely mint as well. I'd still take McRae over any of those guys, and Ward. I'd still take over them. So, even though Ward hasn't really you know, lit the track on fire, so. Uh, I'll throw in another one, mate. I think Alex Davies is a better option than Stillens. Uh, yeah, he's, absolutely. he's popping off, actually. Absolutely. Um, boys, to round this out, let's go with draft relevance anyway. So, JPK, can he, uh, a 93 average, I think that's, can he maintain or at least improve back to what he used to be? Possible DPP coming if he does switch roles a little bit. Rampy, can he get back over 80? Because fucking Rampy. Uh, and the third one is Laddams. Now, Laddams, 76 average, coming over from Port Adelaide. Is Laddams relevant enough to actually have that DPP swing in your draft team going 80-plus or more? Swizz, you first. Chris, to finish. Uh, with Laddams, um, yeah, I actually don't mind him as a, the swing option. As a, He's one of these other rucks that's going later. People aren't touching the rucks, even though he's listed as a forward. So, yeah, he's one that you can actually pick up and put on your bench, and I don't mind that. Um, and then, you know, JPK, yeah, I, I think you're going to get what what his value at, and I think that's about where he's going. A lot of factory people, you might get him at a little bit of value because a lot of people are going these super coach, uh, classic, sexy picks. Um, so he might drop down a little bit just because of his age. I'm wondering, yeah, as a, you know, wondering if Laddams, I'm wondering if Laddams, with the five games he had in the middle that was at 93.6, was Lysett out for that? Was he rucking? For a yeah, part absolutely. of that, and and here's the problem with so Adams. His is average is inflated. If he's not, if he's number one ruck, then I, I think he's the uh, one of the better forward options at his price. To be completely honest, but the the problem is they have about fifty tools at Sydney, mm. um, and where does Laddams sit in that pecking order? Because what? So you got Naismith, who they think is like the the, the bee's knees, and he's always injured. Um, you've got. Uh, obviously, you've got Laddams there. You've got Sinclair. Callum Sinclair. There's there's another one. There's Hickey. Is, Hickey's their number one rock. Hickey, Franklin, um, Reed in the forwards. They've got they've just picked up McCartan McCartan. brothers. They've got Logan McDonald. Yeah, like you know, they've got. Hey, you know how you balance that a, out, boys? Louis Taylor. <laughs> 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 they they do have a hundred tools, and so if Hayden he's playing, McLean. yeah, like uh, who also Hayden McLean, who also plays rock forward. Um, you know, I, I don't and young, know. And young Marty. 
if I was yeah, if I was sitting there as the um, as a Sydney coach, I'd still probably go, okay, well, you're, yes, you're best twenty two, but you're forward ruck. You're not you're not necessarily our number one ruck. They probably still play Hickey as their number one ruck. So, yeah, I can't see his scoring average lift unless there was a, an elevation of his role from forward ruck to main ruckman. Um, and if that does happen, then you kind of got to jump on because I think it's it's gone to the moon. But I just don't think it's there, and there's so much competition. So. Makes sense. And also, will Will Gould actually debut <laughs> for the Swans? Because 123k defender... The, the classic preseason article came out this year. Like, will Will Gould be... Well, drop, drop some weight, looks good. And then uh, he didn't even play the trial game, I don't nah. think. so. No, uh, he was out there. Though. Somebody spotted him. Oh, he was? Yeah, he, he ran out there. I think he was doing the drinks or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so he, 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 does, he does know what the grass... dating horse's daughter. Does know <laughs> does know what the grass looks like. So, um, look, that's it for Sydney. No, 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 mate, that's not it. I, I want to give. I want to throw up two more. I know you want to wind this up, but I've got to throw up two more. Campbell. And, uh, firstly, a shout out to to Nico, who's asked us Buddy Franklin's draft relevance this year. And the second question's got to be around uh, Young Campbell. Campbell um, yep. taking that halfback role from Dawson. Uh, well, the first Ooh. thing about Franklin is I I'll say is that. They will they will try and get him to a thousand goals as quickly as possible, and then they'll probably call on him. And just get him to the finals. That's, in my opinion, I think that's what they're going to try and do with him. Um, so definitely draft relevant because I think he probably plays the first six, seven rounds. Um, then I think he's probably going to be a little bit less. So maybe if you're going to draft him, look to trade him when is you know when what? Franklin's on. He Once he gets his thousand, look for a Sydney fan and say, "Hey, look, you can own Lance Franklin." <laughs> no, get him for his thousandth goal. Oh right yeah, the here. week the week of his thousand. There you go. That's good. And then he's gonna chill. That kind of sentiment you can't buy. No, exactly right. You remember the time that you had him in the draft league that he got the thousand goals, and you remember it for a lifetime and sell that. He's easily worth a Zach Butters in the forward line. Um, <laughs> Campbell, I'm big on uh, I'm keeper huge league. On him. Um, got him with the three sixty boys in the keeper <laughs> league. Um, big on him. I think. Probably one of the best prospects I think out of last year, wasn't it, with the kicking and everything as well? I'm I just, just I, I just think that like look at look at Jordan Dawson and then times it by two. That's the sort of player I, I believe that, that that Campbell is. I don't know that's no, no slight on Dawson. I just don't think that he has the nous or the it's but like a mini Rory. The leg. kicking ability is between the two. You know, I'd still say Campbell's a better kick, but Dawson's bloody close, right? So that's the sort of player that I expect. And we can see with Dawson that as he just developed into more of a more of a player, he started averaging that over 100 as a defender. And I think that's what we can see out of, out of Braden Campbell. He could potentially be the Jake Lloyd moving forward where he's averaging 105 plus for years and years and years. Um, so yeah, definitely, especially in keeper leagues. But uh, yeah, as a, even in this year's draft, I think he might go really well. Yeah. If you can get him on your bench, I, well, I would Well, 54 average, yeah, bench would have to be for sure, Absolutely. but definitely yeah. upside. Or look in the waiver if he does well, round one, jump on. But, I mean, you know, I've had a bit of scotch, so. You have. Uh, look, that wraps us up for Sydney next, I believe. Who have we got left, boys? Two to go, West Coast and the Doggies. Doggies, Doggies one is a very relevant team. One very relevant, <laughs> one not so relevant. And the West Coast, you mean. Uh, well, that's the 12-minute pod, we're going to call it. <laughs> oh, it could be. We'll just oh, And half that pod will be literally listing the injured players in their team. Um, that's us, and we'll catch you next time. Go, Jared Brander. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry!